Blog Talk Radio. Challenging, thought-provoking, insightful. This is the Ninja Pastor with Sunday's God in Country with Dr. Sean. Hosted by nationally known speaker, Reverend Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Not your typical reverend. Dr. Sean is a proud U.S. military veteran, former law enforcement officer, founder of the internationally regarded executive protection team. Through his riveting national speaking, this ninja pastor tells it like it is. This show is biblically and politically engaged in the battle to save our country, with a pedal to the metal, with this Sunday's edition of Sundays with Dr. Sean. Buckle up. Here's your host, the author of the critically acclaimed book, Excellence Killed the Church, How Mediocrity is Destroying America, Reverend Dr. Sean, the Ninja Pastor, with today's message. Well, welcome listeners just joining us across the country uh, through the miracle of internet, the internet radio. And, uh, you know, I would normally say at this point, you all missed a great meal that we always share, but I had a great meal today. It was uh, home-cooked, homemade, super-duper, super-healthy chicken pot pie. But we did not meet in person, the whole group did not meet in person because the weather is nasty. It's nasty up here. It's global warming. It's global warming's going to get it every time. I'm toasty here. I can't barely even stand it. So anyway, yeah, we normally meet uh, at the Stabley's at, uh, you can go to the God and Country Facebook page, godandcountry.com backslash or some, I don't know, some kind of thing, um, God and Country radio show or something, or here on our page, and you'll get announcements. You just click on follow, the little follow or like or some kind of button up there. Uh, Sean has Sean has fixed that all up. Listen, we got to pray for Sean and Angie. They're on their way back from Florida. Eden as we speak, and this weather is nasty. So just uh, we'll make sure we pray for them. We are blazing a trail here. This is uh, old new styles of study and worship of Adonai and Yeshua Hamashiach. We are decidedly politically incorrect. We cut straight to the point. And we are decidedly and unmistakably and unapologetically pro-Israel. We make no apology for being pro-Israel and pro-America for that matter. And you know what else? I'm a proud member of the Black Robe Regiment. That's what I'd be about. You might notice that to the extent possible, uh, I use the appropriate and accurate Hebrew words for the characters and the places in Scripture. And remember, you know, this is these are predominantly Hebrew people teaching us through their shared struggle of just so much they went through. I mean, let's be let's be honest. This is a the Bible is is also a, a book of history. And it tells us about their struggles, their experiences, and faith. So these Hebrew people, you know, they spoke Hebrew. So they're the origin of our faith, let's face it. Yeshua is the Hebrew name for the Lord. You'll hear me say that. It also means Yahweh, the Lord, is salvation. The English spelling of Yeshua is Joshua. However, when translated from Hebrew into the Greek language, the name Yeshua becomes Jesus which is the English spelling for, the, you know, the English spelling for Jesus is Jesus. That's how you get the name Jesus. But I prefer to call him by his name. You know, it's kind of like the game of telephone. It's played spanning over 2,000 years, you know what I mean? 
And I just I just want to cut to the chase, call him by his original actual name, Yeshua. You call him what you want to call him, uh, but uh, I'm going to call him Yeshua. Hey, so I mentioned it on the origin here. I do have it written down here. Uh, please, while you have the chance, follow and subscribe here at Blog Talk Radio backslash the Ninja Pastor. And if you use Twitter and Facebook, follow us at the Ninja Pastor at the Ninja Pastor. And on Facebook, uh, oh, I did have it right. www. I'm the worst promoter. I'm so bad at this. Uh, Facebook.com backslash God in Country Radio. Also, if you want to check out some free messages, some archive stuff, um, just go to theninjapastor.com, www on the Internet, theninjapastor.com. Hey, by the way, the chat room is open for your comments. I'm going to do the best I can to moderate that myself. That's the correct term, moderate. I am the chat room moderator. I will be far from moderate. I'll be modest, but I won't be moderate. Moderate. Anyway, <clears throat> remember what I said? I said uh, at the beginning, I said we need to pray for Sean and Angie. They're flying home tonight, and we just pray that uh, as they come home in this terrible global warming weather, that uh, they'll land safely and everything will go fine. We just pray for everybody, you know, everybody traveling. But here in our little kehala, they're very important to us. We also have some sick and infirmed folks. I want you to know that I love you. You matter to me more than you can ever imagine. And uh, not getting together with you is a big, empty hole. So just so you know. So we, we so appreciate the Stableys are so kind every single week to host us in their home. Uh, we can seat 100. I think we've had 100 and some in there. Uh, one of ours folks... Um, passed away and I was privileged to do the funeral and and really honored uh to do the funeral and Mr. Knup and uh I think we had over a hundred in there. So plenty warm and uh next week if there's not more of this global warming weather, we will meet in person and you'll see come at five and you'll be amazed. We eat really, really good. I mean it's supposed to be light snacks, but who are we kidding? It's not even <laughs> Come on. It's not even remotely light snacks. It's it's incredible. It's really incredible. But listen, I'm going to pray, and uh, then we'll get started. This is, by the way, the last in the series of in 1 Corinthians, and we'll push into 2 Corinthians. That'll be a lot shorter. 2 Corinthians will be a lot shorter, and then we're going to soldier through that. We'll have uh, Thessalonians after that. I may even have my break off by then, and I'll be able to talk semi-normally. So let's pray. Good evening, Father. We thank you so much for joining us in this wild thing called the internet and we thank you that using this tool you can redeem it for your purpose and that that we're able to gather so many people all together in your name and we thank you we thank you god for loving us the way that you do and caring for us and we just especially uh we really want care for our our sick and infirm folks folks that are home and they've had surgery or or they're sick but especially for those that have had some serious stuff going on. And uh, we love them, and they matter to us more than they'll ever know. And we just pray, God, that you, you just protect them. Heal them miraculously. Let the light of you shine from them, because I know they're willing. And God, also for Sean and Angie flying home tonight, I know they're in the air now. I just ask that you just bring them in safe and... Uh, let them, let them get home safe. I thank you for my family being safe and my friends being safe, for all my downstaters dealing with all this stuff they're not used to. I just 
I just thank you for keeping all them safe. And uh, for my special friends fighting cancer tonight, I just, uh, God, I don't understand the whole cancer thing. I guess you're going to explain it. I, you won't have to explain it. I guess I won't care. It won't matter when I'm in heaven, but I just hate it. And I know they hate it and their families hate it. And I just ask that you protect these people and give them strength for the journey and and uh, help us to know how best to love them like you'd love them. Help us to be your hands and feet. We love you and we appreciate you. We thank you for being with us tonight. In Yeshua, your son's name, amen. So now in regards to the collection being made for God's people, the Hebrew. Now, let me just explain this to you. If you've never listened to this before, I'm just going to say I my practice is I just read straight through. I don't ever interrupt. I don't ever stop lying. Um, I do actually stop all the time. I can't help myself, so please forgive me. Actually, don't forgive me. I do it on purpose. So why would I be asking for, for forgiveness for something that I do on purpose? Now in regard to the collection being made for God's people, in Hebrew, this word is literally the saints or the holy ones. Remember I told you Hebrew is important. You are to do the same as I directed the congregations in Galatia to do. Remember, this is Shaul or, or Paul. In English, we would say Paul. That's the name we made up for Paul. Um, and so Shaul is talking to this group. Uh, he, he's writing a letter. This is a letter. These folks in Corinth. Corinth. So this is Corinthians. Last chapter. We did well. We got through this. Well, almost. This I think will be the last week. Every week on Motsai Shabbat, each of you should set aside, set some money aside according to his resources and save it up. By the way, I think I should probably tell you I'm reading from – I told you I was going to interrupt. How you? I interrupt myself. How could I be offended? Don't you be offended. I'm interrupting myself. I can't help it. One of my many personalities interrupts me all the time. Anyhow, um, I'm reading from the Complete Jewish Bible, and it is um, uh, David O. Stern. Uh, he, he just he's done such a fantastic job on this, and um, I like that translation. I also like the ESV or English Standard Version, the NASB. I really like that. Uh, there are others. There are others that I, I will read from and. And work from and and uh, but when I do my academic work, um, I literally use three Bibles. That is the the complete Jewish Bible, the English Standard Version, and then the New American Standard Bible. So just FYI, and you uh, King James Version people, listen, don't 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 hate. I'm I'm not hating on the King James Version. I just don't happen to use it. So anyway, so uh, he says, Shaul says, every week on Motzai Shabbat, each of you should set aside. Set some money aside according to his resources and save it up so that when I come, I won't have to do fundraising. Now, let me just tell you what that means. In Hebrew, literally, Motzei Shabbat, the departure of the Sabbath. That's what it means, which actually means Saturday night. But this is translating a Greek phrase, which literally means every one of a week. That is, every first day of the week, which... I'm sure you all are happy to hear me uh, beg the question. Does this mean Saturday night or Sunday? Do we Shabbat on, do we Sabbath, uh, you know, what you're used to hearing? Do we Sabbath on Saturday night or do we Sabbath on Sunday? Anyway, every week on Motzei Shabbat, 
again, to redundantly repeat myself over and over, the Hebrew expression literally means departure of the Sabbath. Again, signifies Saturday night. I'll let you chew on that while I take a drink of water. Ah, good clean water. Yummy. It translates the Greek phrase, which means literally every one of a week. Remember? Remember what I just said? I repeated it, I think, three times. I did that on purpose. Uh, you will find out why here in a little bit. Every one of a week. That is the first day of every week. For those of you, listen, I, I get this question more. I get. Um, I guess I have about 32,000 unread emails. It's not because I'm not trying to read them. It's just I try to read them. I try to catch up. I try to respond. And they just keep coming in, and I don't know what to do with them. So until I can afford to hire a, an assistant to, to help me with that, um, for now, I just I do the best I can. But one of the biggest questions that I get, and, and there are a lot of people that are truly spun out on what day Sabbath or Shabbat is supposed to be versus when Western evangelicals or Catholics observe Sabbath. Here's some fuel for your fire. You know, I didn't get the ninja pastor as a nickname for nothing. So after I explain this, I'll give you my two cents, and I know that you are very, very excited, aren't you, huh? Okay, the question on the table is, does this refer to Saturday night or to Sunday? Now, in favor of the idea that every one of a week, remember what that is, I repeated it three times, it's Motsai Shabbat, Motsai Shabbat. Remember, the departure of the Sabbath. I've now said it like 854 times. So it's the question is, which which one does it mean, Saturday or Sunday? Now, why this is such a big deal, I don't know. I've never figured that out. Now, I grew up in a super independent, fundamental uh, Baptist church down in Sussex County, Delaware. And uh, it was a little church, fairly little, but one of the bigger churches around there. And they were they were super strict and... You know, it was the King James Version only. Of course, we didn't have that many versions back then. Because you know I'm ancient. You know I'm ancient. I'm about 952 years old. Anyway, uh, I'm not really. So anyway, so uh, the question is, you know, how I was raised was simply that it's Sunday. That's when we meet. So I'm going to I'm going to kind of real quick just cuz I get this question all the time, it, which is it? Which is it, Dr. Sean, Mr. Ninja Pastor Smarty Pants? Which is it? Is it Saturday? Are those weirdos, you know, those Jews that from you know, sundown on Friday to Saturday? What, what what's the deal here? We'll, we'll we'll cover that. We'll cover that. Don't panic. Don't panic. Stay in the batter's box. You be all right. So, in favor of the idea that every one of a week means Shabbat on Sunday, here's these points. I'm fair and I'm balanced. I'm going to give you this one first. Number one, Gentiles did not keep Shabbat or Sabbath. They didn't. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, we really don't either. You say, well, I go to church every chance I get on Sunday. That's what I do. And I, listen, if I have kids, I don't let them play no soccer or swim or anything like that on, on Sunday neither. That's our, that's our, that's our Sabbath. We Sabbath. We, well, we don't call it Sabbath. We're civilized folks. We don't call it Sabbath. We, we call it Sunday. And Sunday is the day of the Lord. That's what we call it, the day of the Lord. 
But we don't keep it. We don't keep it. We don't keep Shabbat. We don't keep the Sabbath. Not really. We really don't. We don't put it in its proper place. We don't really do what we're supposed to do here. But that's for a whole nother sermon. I might I might fire that one up before I'm even done this one. So pray for me. Pray for yourself. You're the one listening. By the Roman system, this is number two. By the Roman system of timekeeping, days began at midnight. Nice, ye. Under whose control and rule were the Corinthians? Well, they were under the rule and control of the, say it with me, I hear y'all, Romans. There's good documentation that the Gentile churches have observed Sunday as a day of worship since very early times. That's number three. I jumped ahead. Sorry. Please forgive me. Yeah, I mean it's it's true, folks. I mean it's it's true. There's there's very good documentation that the Gentile churches, did you hear what I said? Gentile churches have observed Sunday as a day of worship since very early times. Specifically, I'd be good for you to know. Ignatius writes. Any of you listening, if you are at a keyboard where you can type out, "Am I too loud? Am I too quiet? Am I yelling?" I don't know. I'm trying to do this thing by myself, and you know I don't know anything. He think he's somebody, but he ain't. Anyway, uh, Ignatius writes in the early 2nd century of Sunday that as the Lord's Day, this is Sunday, this is Ignatius writing, commemorating the day Yeshua rose from the grave. This we know to have been Sunday from Matthew 28.1 and Luke 24.1 and Mark 16.2, and that pinpoints it as just after sunrise on the first day of the week, that is Sunday morning. But Revelation 1.10 is speaking of the eschatological day of judgment, not Sunday. There's a note there if you have the complete Jewish Bible. That's an interesting note to read. So I'm encouraging you to read that note. Now, hey, thank you, Philly Bob. I appreciate you letting me know. See that? Folks are nice up there in Philadelphia. Now, what about the other side of which day of the Sabbath is which, or Shabbat? This, this coin, the which day is the Sabbath coin? I'm just going to say this. This is the one I'm going to admit to you that this is the one to which I subscribe. This is this is the one that I believe. I believe in favor of the idea that every one of a week means Saturday night. And here's here's the reason why. You can you do with it what you want. You know, don't let me intimidate you into believing something. Follow it for your own self. You know what I mean? This is up to you. you you're going to believe it or you're not going to believe it. And uh, some of you, I don't want you to think that I'm I'm picking and choosing here, and saying that well, if you don't believe this, you're you know you're uh, heathen and you're going to hell. I'm not saying that at all. Uh, what I'm saying is is observing Shabbat or observing Sabbath is much more important than which day you believe it's on. And uh, and I guess you'll get the point on that as I kind of go through here. But um, by the way, how many of you? Uh, I don't know. Raise your hands here. How many of you heard Monday's show? I see like 400,000 hands out there. 400,000. Yeah. What about that show, huh? Second Call Defense? That was pretty awesome. We're going to have more information from them, too. It's not going to be what tomorrow's show is about, although I bet you I'll touch on it. But a lot of you were fired up, and I and I so appreciate that. And I appreciate all the great feedback we got. I love your emails. I love your text messages. I love your instant messages, your private messages on the Facebook, all that stuff. So, you know, you just need to know that I appreciate you and, and that I hear you. Um, okay, so moving on. The use of one 
rather than first shows that Shaul was thinking in Hebrew. Say it with me now. Say it with me. Why was Shaul thinking in Hebrew? You ready? We all want to say this. Because Shaul was a Jew through and through. He wasn't Greek. You, know, you can look at the Hebrew of Genesis 1.5. God called the light day and the darkness he called night. So there was evening and there was morning one day. That's Genesis 1.5, complete Jewish Bible. You're welcome. You're welcome so much. Yes, I see somebody just sent me a picture of their card from Second Call. That's awesome. That's awesome. I know a bunch of you went over there and signed up. That's important for us Second Amenders, man. We That matters to us. So anyway, back to this. Um, Shaul was a Jew, right? Through and through. He wasn't Greek. So that's number one. He was. Let's establish that as fact. He was a Jew's Jew. You know, he he was uh, a Pharisee. Not all Pharisees were horrible. Everybody, a lot of people, I should say, in the Western Evangelical Church, have been led to believe that uh, a Pharisee was always bad because the Pharisees, in most depictions of the crucifixion, every one of the Pharisees was evil and sneaky, and you know, it, it, that wasn't the case. Although Shaul or Paul could not be described as being a guy who quite frankly was very nice to the the uh the followers of the way and you know that he wasn't because well there's a whole different thing but so this, so there's that that's number 1 Shaul was a Jew we know this we know this we know that he would have said one rather than first so in the this is number 2 in the Jewish calendar days commence at sundown so that the first day of the week refers to any time between sunset Saturday and sunset Sunday. In the Jewish calendar, which everybody say it with me, Shaul was Jewish. Right? He was the Jew's Jew. He was the Pharisee's Pharisee. Days commence at sundown. So... There you have it. it. The first day of the week refers to any time between sunset Saturday and sunset Sunday. You know, in the early days, this is number three, in the early days of the Messianic community, that's what it's called, the followers of the way, uh, they were a Messianic community. They were Messianic Jews. We have Messianic Jews today. We have Messianic Jews that attend our Kehillah. Uh, and, oh, there's another thing I need to answer. A lot of people have asked me, Dr. Sean, why do you call it a Kehala and what in the world? Well, I encourage you, K-E-H-I-L-L-A, I encourage you to look it up, but I'll just tell you, it's it's the real church. It's 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 actually what it was. Uh, in Greek, you know, they have a word that is really, truly secular in origin. It doesn't have a religious connotation, which that word is ekklesia, ekklesia. But in Kehillah, which is Hebrew, that speaks to a gathering, uh, and really with a purpose of faith. There's an expression of faith and worship and, and all that. So so we know, that's why I call it the Kehillah. We call it the Kehillah. You can call it church if you want. There's lots of people that come there that that is their church. They come to that as their church. They give there. They, they serve there. They do lots of amazing and wonderful things there. Um, and we worship together. We learn together. And we sing together. That's another thing we do on Sundays, thanks to Steve. Steve is a phenomenal, uh, well, I want to say fiddle player, but he's a he's an accomplished violinist and violist, I guess you would say. 
Uh, he teaches it, and he is really, really good. And so he plays. We play hymns. And if we can talk him into it, Miss Charlotte, a lot of times, we'll, we'll try to, just for the sake to see Miss Charlotte stand up and dance, we'll try to get him to play some bluegrass, and that boy can tear it up on some bluegrass. So we have a lot of fun. I'm telling you, you're missing out. Go to the Facebook page, God and Country Radio Show, facebook.com, God and Country Radio Show. You'll get all that information. Send me a message. I'll tell you all about it, where it is and what time and all that. So anyway, so, um, you know, it's in the early days of the Messianic community. Those are Jews that believe in Yeshua as being the Hamashiach or the Messiah. Because we refer to uh, Yeshua or Jesus, as you know him, uh, pre-resurrection as Jesus or Yeshua. But once he was resurrected, then he was Yeshua Hamashiach. Okay. And then the Holy Spirit in Hebrew is Ruach HaKodesh. So anyway, in the early days of the Messianic community, Jewish believers continued to observe Shabbat as a day of rest, and they, and they met for Messianic worship in the evening after it was over. So you get that. Remember what we said, you know? Remember, remember that word I said like 952 times? Motzai Shabbat. Departure of the Sabbath, right? So that's that's where it's important. So we good? You got that? I've said it about 952 times, and we're good there. So, you know, they would not gather together on the day of rest. They would gather together. They would observe Shabbat, and then as a day of rest, and then they met afterwards, the evening after it was over. Now, let me address that. You, you know, I, I don't know. Um, for me personally, you know, if I'm a preacher and I travel and preach and I travel and speak, is that work for me? Am I working on Shabbat? I'm living out my calling, but am I working? Am I observing Shabbat? No. So there, there needs to be a day during the week that I observe as rest and recuperation and rejuvenation and lifting, lifting up and, and just really uh, being ministered to myself and all of those things, because those of you who know me, have I have some pretty deadly health issues. So Tuesday is the day that I pick. So I Shabbat, or I Sabbath, on Tuesday. Why? Because I can't really do it on sundown Friday to sunup, or sundown on um, Saturday, and I can't do it on Sunday because I preach on Sunday. Now, I don't consider this work. I, I just consider it an honor to do it, but it wipes me out. I have a, a pretty serious brain injury, and I have some very serious uh, physical injuries from a car crash. So just the whole process of it really, really wipes me out. And usually by Monday after Monday's radio show, we do a Monday radio show. We do one at 4, from 4 to 5 on TogiNet. All the information is there on the Facebook page. And also, uh, it's on my um, theninjapastor.com page. And come April, we will not do that one anymore. We will just do the one we do at 5.30, 5.30 to 6.30, 5.30 to 7. All of those uh, types of things. Um, you can go to this station, this this that you're listening to now, uh, Blog Talk Radio. And uh, sometimes we do an hour, sometimes we do an hour and a half, uh, and, and we'll eventually do two hours. 
and we'll do other hours during the week as I'm as I'm physically able and and as we're able to financially support it. So anyway, Shabbat, observing Shabbat. Shabbat is set. First of all, it is what it is. It's it's Friday sundown, uh, and it, and to to Saturday sundown. But here's the thing. Here's the really important thing that you need to know. Even though Shabbat is fixed, it's set. I have no doubt what day it is. Even though that's the case, I have to say this to you. For me to Sabbath, to observe a day of rest, I have to pick a different day. What about police officers? What about firemen and firewomen? I think it's all just firemen, right? Firemen? It's just a, that's, there's no gender to that, I don't think. Anyway, well, no offense to the lady firemen out there. I'm, I'm down with you. Fight on. But, you know, the thing is, is they can't. How about restaurant workers? Y'all like to go out to eat, get you some food. Now, let me say this. If you're dressed up in your Christian finery, you're looking all Sunday-like, all churchy, and you go into a restaurant and you treat the server ignorant, I have no patience for that. If you drive ignorant, take that I go to such and such church bumper sticker, author, join me, follow me too. Yeah, the police officer will follow you right there and give you a ticket for driving silly. For driving arrogant, for driving any way other than legally. Same way with the restaurants. Come on, man. Those people, they're trying to feed their family. And don't be a cheap person. Listen, when you leave a tip, don't, don't, you know, get better shoes written on a napkin and in your a pen, your church pen that you stole out of the, the pew in front of you is not a tip. They don't live on that. So tip well. Treat them well. Be kind to them. For real. That's what I want you to do. Just do that for me. That's what I'm all about. Anyway, make their day brighter. If you go through a drive-thru, be kind to the people. You know, be respectful. But there's some people, listen, that can't, they can't, they can't observe Shabbat. They can't Sabbath. They can't do it. Their jobs don't allow them to do it. How about emergency room servants, uh, emergency room doctors and nurses and administrative staff? What are they going to do? Oh, I'm sorry you got shot, and uh, we're really sorry about that. We really wish things were different, but pff, it's Shabbat, so hmm, can't help you. So get off that whole thing. That's kind of a high horse thing. Now, I'm I'm just going to tell you the truth uh, right here and right now. I don't care what day you do it. For real, I, I really don't. And, and a lot of people say, Dr. Sean, that, that doesn't sound right. That doesn't sound like, it just doesn't make sense. It, it's... That doesn't make a lot of sense. It's just you're just talking crazy now. They you're just talking crazy. Let me let me put this out there to you. They listen, you you're going to have to get medical care. We have uh we have several medical professionals uh Steve's wife is a doctor. She's a pediatrician, very very good, very highly respected pediatrician. Every now and then she takes a look at me to help me because, you know, I'm like a child. Oof, sad but true. So, anyway, I guess I'll beat that to death. Listen, don't don't go crazy on it. Just don't go crazy on it. This is This is reality. This is reality. People live in reality, and you may not be able to observe Shabbat. You may not be able to Sabbath on Sunday. Don't stress over that. Now, you know, I I believe that 
Shabbat is is Friday to Saturday. I, I just believe that. I think there's plenty of evidence. Let me give you some more evidence, just for fun, just for fun. You know, in this in this audience here that he was writing to in the Corinthian congregation, there were Jews. There were super prominent Jews in that congregation. There were prominent Jews there. So Shaul would not have dealt with Shabbat uh, as a holy Gentile congregation. You know, remember what I said before: the Gentiles they didn't observe uh, Shabbat. They didn't. That they, that wasn't something they did. So it wouldn't have mattered to them. They'd been like, no biggie. But he would not have dealt with it as a holy Gentile congregation. That's just a fact. We know that. Then number five, the only other use of this Greek phrase in connection with Shaul speaks of an evening event where he preached so long that Eutychus went to sleep and fell off a window ledge. He was listening to the sermon and fell off a window ledge because he preached so long. This was probably Saturday night. That's Acts 27 and a little bit further. Hey, listen, I've preached sermons that were two hours and 39 minutes long. We had a visitor last week, Cliff, and he, and he reminded me, he said, yeah, I was, I was here for that. He attends another church and has other obligations on Sundays. But when he, when he can come, he, he, you know, he, he comes and he's welcome. We'd love to have him. The funny thing about it is he goes, man, you preached for two hours and 39 minutes and nobody left. I don't know. It's a, I don't think it has anything to do with my preaching. I just think it has to do with people are hungry for the truth. They're hungry for something less than uh, a nuanced, ultra-produced sermon. I, I just, you know, I just think they're they're not. In, they don't want church to be a super-produced event. It's a local church that puts out what they're gonna what they're gonna uh, what the worship team's gonna play, and they put it out as a set list. Well, that's what secular society does, and we're to influence society. We're not to have society influence us. Set list. I don't know. That doesn't sit well with me. I just don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like the sound of it. It's like uh, trying to be hip, trendy, and cool, and that's just that's not what we're always about. We don't want to wig people out, but at the same time, we don't need to be the most hip, trendy, and cool people on the block. Anyway, so now, here's the really big reason that Sunday could not have been regularly celebrated by the early Jewish believers as Shabbat or as Yom Tov. Yom Tov, which is festival, literally uh, good day. Good day festival. Because since Judaism prohibits handling money on such days, Shaul would have never suggested taking up a collection at that particular day to a congregation with Jews in it. Why? Because Shaul was a Jew's Jew. Now, I, I said, full disclosure, as David Stern does, believe the reasons for Saturday night as Shabbat outweigh those for Sunday, and accordingly translate the Greek phrase motzai Shabbat, i.e. the end of the Sabbath, as Saturday. Anyway, remember what he said? Remember what Paul said before I went on this diatribe? Save! Put away so Shaul doesn't have to do last-minute fundraising through you know, all the different ways that he did, but the, the brother could fundraise. You know that. Second Corinthians 8, I think it's 1 through 9. 1, I think it's 1 through 9 and 15, I think. I think those are the verses. Where he talks about that. Anyway, I think this is important to present from the Jewish New Testament commentary on the matter. I think it settles it for me. I'm I'm comfortable with this, so I, I don't know if it will make you more comfortable. Oh, i got to hurry. There's only 24 minutes. Yikes. Anyway. 
While the New Testament does not abrogate Shabbat as the holy day of rest for Jews stipulated in the fourth commandment, it also contains no command concerning a proper day for Messianic worship. At the founding of the Messianic community, the believers met together every day. That's Acts 2.46. You remember that? Every day, y'all. Every day. Every day. Not on home day. Mike, 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 Mike. Y'all, you know, I know y'all are picturing a, a, um, a big old hump on a, on a camel. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it? No, no, no. Shabbat. No, he doesn't say that. doesn't say that. He would, though, if he could. At the founding of the Messianic community, the believers met together every day. Did you know that? Folks, did you know this? You know, we whine about, hell, I'm at church all the time. It seems like I never am home. And you're there once or twice a week. People in my group don't do that. They're always wanting to get together. It doesn't have anything to do with me. It has to do with them. I told you, I travel all over the country to speak. And I'm telling you right now, I love this group. And if you come on Sundays and you come with us live, you'll understand why. They're great people. We have a blast. We do it old school. But we have fun while we do it. You don't have to be fancy dressed up. You come wearing Listen, in the summertime, I preach in shorts, y'all, and, and, and uh, flip-a-flops. I do. You know, come on, be comfortable. We're respectful. We're respectful. Anyway, what makes sense to me, Oh, let me go back to this everyday thing, even though I know I'll probably run out of time. The everyday thing, why is that important to me? Why, why does that stick out to me? I'll, I'll just tell you, you might be thinking some things. Some of you are looking up Acts 2.46, and I love that. I dig that. It's always best when I'm uh, preaching or teaching to have a copy of God's Word. Whatever translation you have, don't freak out if you don't have the ones I'm reading. It's okay. But the complete Jewish Bible puts some verses uh, in different places. Um, just from a cultural standpoint and some of the original language and the text, we know, excuse me, there weren't uh, verse numbers and stuff like that. There weren't chapters and punctuation and all that. So just deal with that. You know, there's going to be some different things. So if if I read a verse and you're like, that doesn't what he said, he, that, but that dude's a heretic. He's a heretic. My, my hair is getting long, but I'm not a heretic. Straight up. I mean, it's just they place them in different places sometimes. Not all the time. Just every now and then. It might freak you out. I'm just trying to warn you, help you out. Trying to step up for you. So every day. You imagine meeting every day? Why did they meet every day? Because they needed to be together. You know, Yeshua came not to what? I hear all the people in Halah saying, he didn't he didn't do away with Torah. He didn't do away with it. He just fulfilled it. He didn't abolish it. He proved it. But they still they still observe Shabbat. And the early church, um, the Messianic community, they they observed Shabbat. The Gentiles didn't, but but the the, uh, the Jews did and the and the Messianics did. The followers of the way did. But they met, they got together every day. Now, am I saying everybody in the whole group got together every day? No, they were typically smaller groups. And sometimes they could, sometimes they couldn't. Let's be real here. But they got together every day. That's huge, folks. They needed to be fed every day. Now, does this mean a preacher got up there 
and had to preach a sermon every 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 single day? No. Except for Shabbat? No. No, they got together. They shared their struggles. They they were real with one another. They talked about things. They talked about what they knew of Yeshua. They talked about what they were learning, what they were experiencing, shared struggle, shared sacrifice, shared joy, shared rejoicing. Anyway, in conclusion, this is what makes sense to me, is that a Messianic Jewish congregation can choose any day or days of the week for the Messianic worship, but worship elements specific to Shabbat. Specific, now hear me now, I'm not saying you just, we're just going to switch Shabbat around, but worship elements specific to Shabbat should be included only on Shabbat, Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. Anyway, back to 1 Corinthians 16. Are we clear on that? Are we good? Y'all never have to hear that again. So I got so many letters on that and I get so many questions on it. I figured I would take a little extra time and do that. Anyway, back to the back to our story. And when I arrive, I will give letters of introduction to the people you have approved, and I will send them to carry your gift to Yerushalayim, which is where? Jerusalem. If it seems appropriate that I go too, they will go along with me. I will visit you after I have gone through Macedonia. Now, on your little uh, Internet machine, Type in Macedonia and see where that was. It's cool to see where he was. For I am intending to pass through Macedonia, and I may stay with you or even spend the winter. So y'all better do that saving up thing I've been talking about, right? He's giving them a heads up, folks. He's saying, hey, I may come stay with you. I may even spend the whole winter so that you may help me continue my travels wherever I may go. Because, as an emissary, Shaul is actually a missionary for the church, and the Corinth church is included in this mission. So he he incorporates them in what he's doing. He says, help me continue my travels wherever I might go. He talked about saving up. Do it in advance. Do a little bit every month. A little bit every week. A little bit every day. So I don't have to come up in here and go, oh man, how am I going to make it? Anyway, he goes on to say, and this is going to strike some of you funny, because in the complete Jewish Bible, it's put a little more, a lot more bluntly than you might be accustomed. For I don't want to see you now when I am only passing through, because I am hoping to spend some time with you if the Lord allows it. I'll translate that. I'm not stopping by now, because I would only be there a minute, and y'all are more important to me and way too jacked up for me to spend 10 minutes there. It just wouldn't be enough. Anyway, he goes on to say, But I will remain in Ephesus until Shavuot, which is a major Jewish festival. It's held on the 6th and usually the 7th of the month of Sivan, 50 days after the second day of Passover. It was originally a harvest festival, but now also commemorates the giving of the law or the Torah. Anyway, back to the thing. Uh, because a great and important door has opened for my work, and there are many people opposing me. Hmm, intriguing. Great and important door opening. Tell me more, kind sir. Anyway, let me let me go into a little bit of detail here uh, on Shavuot, because the commentary, the Jewish commentary, is phenomenal here. Uh, and it helps you to understand the, the cultural context, the Hebrew cultural context. This wasn't written with you and me in mind, by the way. This was written with these people in mind. He was writing to them. He wasn't sitting there going, someday, 
you know, some jamoke in uh, New York City is going to be reading this, and he's going to need to understand this. No, it was it was to this group here. I'm not saying it's not applicable to us, but you need to read it in context and understand. Shavuot, the festival of weeks, also known as Pentecost, had been invested with new meaning because some 20 years earlier on this day, God had poured out his Holy Spirit, or Ruach HaKodesh, upon the Messianic community in Jerusalem. That's in Acts 2, 4, Acts 2, 1, uh, all the way up to 13, Acts 2, 4 through 13, uh, about the traditional and new sacrifices of Shavuot. The point here seems to be not merely that Shaul, an observant Jew, we've already said he's a, he's a Jew's Jew, He's an observant, he's a Torah. This is what we mean, by the way, when we say observant Jew. You've heard me uh, say, well, so-and-so was observant. Not all Jews are observant nowadays. You know, They're not observant. There are many people who are Jewish by culture, but not Jewish by faith. And, and some of you, uh, some of the great questions I get after Monday's shows are, especially if I talk about Israel, is, well, Dr. Sean, how how could any of the uh, uh, Jewish people, how could they ever support Barack Obama? I mean, he's so anti-Jew. Well, yeah, he's an anti-Semite of the highest order. I'll also say he's also anti-Christian. Oh, but he says he's a Christian. He's going to have Jeremiah Wright, Jeremiah Wright Church here. He's there 20-some years. He doesn't, he doesn't, the man doesn't have any idea what's said in the pulpit. So if you can't tell me what's said in the pulpit, by the way, there was that's all a, a, a sham. He was he was in that church to be placed in a place during a time to be seen and to be then moved on in his mission, which is ultimately the president of the United States. Got a real wicked history, that guy. Anyway, the point here seems to be not not merely that Shaul, an observant Jew, Acts thirteen nine talks about that, intends to return in time to keep the holiday in Jerusalem or Jerusalem as prescribed in Torah, Acts 20, 16, or some after that, but that he feels he has to, he has to justify his remaining in Ephesus until then. That is, during Pesach, not Jen Pesachi, Jen Saki, that lady. She just got promoted, I think, or was that uh, Hearth, the other one? Oof. Man, oh man, Marie, herf or harf. My goodness. You talk about liberals in charge, the criminals in charge of the asylum. Holy moly. We need to be nice to these ISIS people. We need to give them jobs. If if you're going to listen tomorrow, you're going to hear more about why that's just absolute lunacy. It's not lunacy, by the way. They know better. They know what they're saying is a lie. But you know, in Takiyah, in, in uh, Islam, you you are encouraged to lie if it, if it advances Islam. So that's the deal. Deal with it. It's just the truth. So anyway, he feels he has to justify his remaining in Ephesus until then. That is during Pesach, which comes seven weeks earlier. He normally planned to arrive in Jerusalem in time for Pesach, but he intends to forego being in Jerusalem or Jerusalem for Passover because a great, remember this, a great and important door has opened for my work. Now, I don't know what that is. But I do know, and there are many people opposing me, I need to deal with this difficult situation, even at the cost of disobeying Torah and the Torah command to be in Jerusalem for Passover. Now, what is happening here? In effect, Shaul issues what's called a halakhic uh, decision. Halakha, halakha, 
You get that? Uh, it's the path that one walks. It's literally the path that one walks. It's Jewish law. It's the complete body of rules and practices that Jews are bound to follow, including biblical commandments, commandments instituted by the rabbis, and binding customs. You see what you, a lot of folks fail to realize, and before I started really studying this, I failed to realize just how important understanding that there are biblical commandments, there are commandments instituted by rabbis, and there are binding customs. It, for Hebrews, for Jews, this is halakha. This is Jewish law. This is the complete body of rules and practices. And they're bound to follow them. And they include things other than Scripture or our interpretation of Scripture. You just, I mean, some folks trip on that. And, it, and don't trip. Don't trip, y'all. Hang in there. It'll be all right. Anyway, see Matthew uh, 18, 18 through 20. Uh, Yohanan or John seven twenty two through twenty three, Galatians two eleven through fourteen. Those are really really good. Um, that one must choose between obeying the mitzvah of being in Jerusalem for a pilgrim festival and obeying the mitzvah of assuring the propagation of the gospel. Listen, the latter is more important and it must be obeyed. Anyway, let's go back to the passage because you know I don't like to interrupt myself. If Timothy, now you recall Timothy is essentially Shaul's companion and understudy. Like in the Broadway plays. No, I like Broadway. Uh, don't hate. I like it. Deal with it. But they don't sing their lines, by the way. This is like um, his understudy in a Broadway play, but they don't sing the lines. Although that would be a good idea. And for the record, let me just say, if the Bible is ever to be presented on Broadway, I'm calling dibs on the part of Kepha or Peter. Anyway, back to the verse. Comes to see, comes, see that he has nothing to be afraid of, while he is with you, for he is doing the Lord's work just as I am. So let no one treat him with disrespect. Help him on his way in peace, so that he'll return to me, for the brothers and I are expecting him. As for Brother Apollos, I strongly urged him. Now, he kind of throwing Apollos a little bit under the bus here, y'all. I strongly urged him to go and visit you, along with the other brothers. And although it was not at all his desire to come at this time, he will come when he has the opportunity. Now, it was not at all his desire. Whew! He could have said, he was busy with the mailing, he was busy with the planting, he was busy with the tent making, he was busy, what can I say? He'll come around when he can. No, he said it was not at all his desire to come at this time. Whew! But he will come when he has the opportunity. We're cool, we're cool. Anyway, back to this. Stay, <laughs> stay alert, stand firm, in the faith, behave like a mensch. Grow strong. Mensch, don't trip on that. Mensch is Yiddish. It's from German, mensch, man, but meaning a person, male or female, of strong moral character, a truly human being, not just a male member of the human race. Greek word here is androsomai. Uh, it's divined by Arndt and Gingrich's uh, A Greek uh, through English lexicon of the New Testament. Great book. Uh, it will really help you translate words from Greek to English. It's always good to have something like that because it's cool to know what the original words were. helps you to understand. Anyway, as to conduct oneself in a manly or courageous way, which is precisely what behave like a mensch means, let everything you do be done in love. Act like a man. Back to the verse. Now, brothers, you know that the household of Stephanus were the first people in Ikea, not Ikea, 
not where you buy furniture. And it's Achaia, uh, but the southern part of Greece. If it were the southern part, I mispronounced it on purpose so I could say that joke about Ikea. It's okay. It's A-C-H-A-I-A. Look, sometimes I'm funny. Sometimes I'm not. Sorry. So anyway, it's southern part of Greece. If it were the southern part of the United States, you know it would have gone like this. Now, bro, y'all know that these folks up in this house where Stephanus is going, we're staying at. You know, that's how they would say it, but it's not. So anyway, to put their trust in the Messiah. And they have devoted themselves to serving God's people. In all seriousness, their whole lives were turned over. This is me talking. Turned over to serving God by serving God's people. Have you ever thought about that? They, they, they walked away from everything. It's much like the founders, the founders of our country, which don't trip. They were, they were religious people. They were, they were Christians. They had a strong respect for the faith and the foundations of faith. Well, some of these people, they gave up everything, their whole lives. I urge you to submit yourselves to people like these and to everyone who works and toils with them. In other words, if you want a model of what to do, do like the people in the house of Stephen's or Stephanus do. In the absence of specific direction in your lives, do this. Worship and serve. That's simple. Worship and serve Adonai and place your faith unwavering in Yeshua HaMashiach. Anyway, back to the passage. I am glad that Stephanus and Fortunatus and Icaeus are here. Sorry, I can't, I can't resist that. Because they have helped make up for you not being here. They have refreshed my spirit just as they have yours. I want you to show appreciation for people like these. Hey, let me, let me ask you. Ask yourself in the ministry of worshiping and serving Yeshua, do the people you serve say to themselves, you know, I love it when you're around. You've refreshed my spirit. I appreciate you. Or when they see you coming, do they try to get out of your way? Do they try to be somewhere else? Only you can answer that question. Well, this is what Shaul is, is saying to the church to be. Hey, refresh people's spirit, especially those that are coming to serve you and teach you. Refresh your spirit. That's why I love my group. They refresh me. They love me. They care for me. They pray for me. You know, They've laid hands on me. I have really serious health problems, life-threatening health problems. And they'll, they'll pray for me. They'll see if I'm struggling. They'll come lay their hands on me. They love me, and I love them. The congregations in the province of Asia send greetings to you. We are all in this together. We are bound together through our statement and action of faith in Yeshua. Aquila and Priscilla greet you in union with the Lord, as does the congregation that meets in their house. Now, this was a kehala, not unlike our kehala, meeting in a house. Their houses were a little different, but it was still a house. All the brothers send you their greetings. Greet one another with a holy kiss. Now I, Shaul, greet you in my own handwriting. Testimony. This is me writing this. He's saying, look, I'm, I'm writing this myself. I'm not having a scribe do this. I'm not having Timothy do this. It's me writing it. If anyone does not love the Lord, a curse on him. Maranatha. That's what it means. Although the command to behead or set on fire the unbeliever is a Muslim thing, these terrible Jews and Christians, you know, they're just awful Jews and Christians around, you know, the Crusades and whatnot. They just respond to unbelief by looking heavenward and inviting the will of Adonai Elohim to send his son, Yeshua. 
unto earth once again to retrieve we, his people, the believers, our Lord come. May the grace of the Lord be with you. My love is with you all in union with the Messiah Yeshua. Man, ask yourself, ask yourself, when somebody sees you coming, do they think, my daughter and I, we, we had a great time last night, and that was one of the things that she and I talked about, is, is being that type of person that people are glad to see. They see you walking across a, a big room to them. You're not trying to blend into the paint or hide in the crowd um, to avoid seeing that person. Well, if you're that person, do you want people to do that, or, or do you want them... You you want to have somebody come towards you that blesses you, that loves on you, that um, that that you can be real with. Which which are you? You know, in our little kehala, we have this little group that we have meeting at the Stabley's every Sunday. We get together at five. We have a meal together. Everybody brings something. We just have a a, a blast. It's a wonderful time, and nobody's afraid of anybody coming. In fact, we're all eager for everybody to come. We love it when visitors come so that they can experience what we experience every week. Well, ask yourself, what? which one are you? Look, the, the, the Muslims, uh, the, the beheading and the setting on fire and, and all those things, that is a strictly Muslim thing. That's Islam. That's Quranic in origin. That is from the Quran, of the Quran. It's what they are commanded to to do. But what do we Jews and Christians do when someone doesn't believe an unbeliever? We look heavenward and we invite the will of Adonai Elohim to send his son Yeshua unto earth once again to retrieve we, his people, the believers. I'm glad you joined me tonight. I'm sorry that we couldn't get together in person. We'll be here every Sunday. Uh, sometimes we'll be live there at the Stavely's. But we would love to have you. Take some time this week. Get in your Bible. Open up your Bible. If you don't have a Bible, we can see to it you have one. You'll be surprised what opens up in your life. You'll be surprised. You'll be amazed. And you'll be blessed. Thank you for joining us. May Adonai Elohim bless you and keep you. Baruch Hashem. Join us next time for Sundays with Dr. Sean. And please follow this show and the Collision of Faith and Politics radio show during the week at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash The Ninja Pastor. And follow Dr. Sean on Twitter at The Ninja Pastor and on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash God in Country Radio. And check out all the free messages, archive shows, and buy Dr. Sean's critically acclaimed book, Excellence Killed the Church, How Mediocrity is Destroying America, at www.drshawngreener.com. Join us during the week. And in the meantime, Dr. Sean will be fighting for you and for this great country. Thank you for joining us in this fight.